which is if you are the elect, there is nothing that can keep you from being saved. So it is God's choice to select who's going to be saved. Now, they get this from scriptures that talk about predestination and the elect. This little Bible study real quick to get us where we're going. The idea of predestination and the elect is, the Bible says, whom he did foreknow, them he did predestine to be conformed to the image of Christ Jesus. And so they have taken this concept or principle that the apostle Paul talks about it, and they have stretched it until to the point, in my opinion, of breaking. Because the Bible talks about us operating in faith and making choices based on faith. And if nobody has a choice in the matter, hyper-Calvinism basically turns us into preordained robots who are either saved or not saved and really have no choice in the matter. God gives grace and mercy to whom he will, and to whom he will, he casts aside. But the reality is, between the extreme of salvation by works... And the extreme of uh, hyper-Calvinism is the belief system that human beings get to choose whether they are going to respond to God's overture of grace and mercy or whether they are going to reject God's extension of grace and mercy to them. No, you don't work to be saved and you don't earn your salvation and you don't do certain things to that are required of you in order to purchase or earn salvation, but you do get to choose. You do get to make a decision. There was an old-timer one time who was asked, do you believe in election and predestination? Before I go there, let me just make sure you guys got this. The Bible speaks of predestination, but it says, whom he did foreknow, then he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. God had a plan for you because he already knew you were going to choose him or not choose him. That's what the, the word foreknow. Everybody say foreknow. Foreknow is hard for us to understand because we can only see today and yesterday, but we can't see tomorrow. Jesus Christ, our God, is different because he sees yesterday, today, tomorrow. He's there. He's not bound by time. So the Bible says, whom he did foreknow, them he did predestine. So we are given the choice. God knows what choice we are going ultimately to make in his foreknowledge, but he doesn't manipulate or control our choices. We being in the elect is something he knows based on his knowledge of our destination and determination and direction based on his foreknowledge, but it is our choice in our hands to decide whether we are going to accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross and embrace His promises to us, including His healing and His deliverance and His Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And so we are, as human beings, free moral agents with the opportunity, just like Adam and Eve, to determine and decide whether we're going to follow God's plan or whether we're going to ignore it, whether we're going to believe and trust in Him or whether we're going to believe and trust in ourselves. So there's an old-timer. Back to my story. He was asked, what about election? Do you believe in election in theological sense, in biblical terms? And he said, yeah, I believe in it. He said, well, can you explain it to me? He said, I can explain it to you. There's an election going on. The devil has a vote, and he's against you. God has a vote, and he's for you. 
you got a tie. But there is a tiebreaker. And you're the one that holds and casts the deciding vote of whether you're going to live for God or whether you're going to follow the desires of your flesh into the folly of the enemy and the folly of Satan. I think you all of us can, can concur that there are two sides that pull at us. That there, are, there is uh, the old picture of the little uh, cherub on one shoulder and the little, uh, the little demon on the other shoulder trying to convince uh, us and influence uh, our decisions. And the Bible makes it clear that there are forces for good and evil, just like Star Wars. There's the dark side and there's the, uh, I don't know, it's been too long. Is it the bright side, the light side, the right side, the white side? I don't know. Somebody help me. May the force be with you. But there's two competing votes. Satan and your flesh and all things that are evil are voting against your salvation and God and his righteousness and the great cloud of witnesses of those that have gone on before are voting. Amen. They're voting in favor of your salvation. And there is this cosmic tug of war, equal forces against and for you. And we understand that God's power is unstoppable, that he's all powerful. But in terms of this great election, he has put the choice or the decision into our court. See, he didn't want us to serve him as an indentured servant without any choice in the matter because there's no love in that kind of service. But when we choose to live for God, when we have the negative presented to us and the positive presented to us, when we see the pleasures of sin that are for a season measured up against the pleasures at his right hand, which are forevermore, and we're able to observe the pull and the tug of the bright lights of this world and the pleasures of sin and the desires of the flesh and measured against the fulfillment that comes in serving and knowing God. And then we cast the deciding vote. Then God knows this is my child. This is one that's going to ride with me. This is one who decided that he or she loves me. And they made the choice. They're the ones that have the deciding vote in this great election. Amen. This has to do with your salvation, but it also has to do with your happiness. This also has to do with your fulfillment as a Christian. Being an overcomer and being victorious and living in the joy of the Lord. Because there's always this election going on. There's always these competing votes. And on one side you have Satan who is telling you you're going to stay sick and get sicker. And you feel pain in your body. And the enemy speaks a negative word in your ear says it's going to get worse. On the other side, you got God's Word that tells you that there's healing, that you can walk in victory, that you don't have to walk in pain, that you don't have to walk in sickness and disease. On the one side, you have this word. On the other side, you have that word. But you have the deciding vote. You get to decide whether you're going to embrace the message of the enemy or embrace the message of the Lord. The Bible says it this way. Whose report will you believe? Who are you going to listen to? Because there are lobbyists on one side and there's lobbyists on the other. But you're the one that gets to make the decision. Somebody said, if I was born in a different era, if I was born in a different family, if I had more information or knowledge or was in a different church. All of that doesn't matter. That's circumstantial. The reality is you get to choose whether you're going to believe the report of the Lord or believe the report of the enemy. Yeah, come on. You know what I'm talking about. 
This is where we live, my brothers and sisters. The enemy says you're going into bankruptcy. The enemy says you're going to lose your job. The enemy says you're going to be depressed and that depression is going to stay on you for a good long time. But on the other hand, there's a report of the Lord that says, lift up your head. Your redemption draweth nigh. Who's going to make the vote? Who's going to decide? I'm going to follow and listen to the word of the Lord. The enemy tells you you're going to struggle the rest of your life with that addiction. Come on. The enemy says you can't be set free. The enemy's telling you, I got you where I want you. Now I'm going to keep you. But on the other hand, the Lord says you can be set free. He that the Son has set free is free indeed. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The Word of God says there is no yoke or bondage that the enemy can put upon you. I'm talking to you, somebody right now because God's given you the power. He's put the lever in your hands to cast the deciding vote. Yeah, there's plenty against you, but I want to tell you there's equal amount for you. You get to decide who's going to influence you and which direction. Which direction. You're going to lean because somebody needs to hear the word of the Lord. God's promised you victory. He's got good things in store for you. God's got promises for your life. Amen. But you have to learn to use the tool that God's given you to cast the deciding vote. Hallelujah. Let me just make it plain to you because we don't have much time. The reality is you get to choose the destiny, the decision in these areas. And you get to choose based on this thing called faith. You either choose to believe the report of the Lord or you choose not to believe the report of the Lord and instead to accept and embrace the negative report which may very well have its genesis and root system in the satanic kingdom itself. You get to choose to believe. Shakespeare said it, to be or not to be. That's the question. He got it close, but not right, because here's the question, to believe or not to believe. That's the question. That's going to determine and to decide whether God's favor and blessings are going to be unleashed in your life. You say there's too much stacked against me. I promise you there's as much for you as there are against you. You've got to make the choice. You're the one that can lean against or lean for. You're the one that can lean into God's favor or lean into negative expectation. You're the one that gets to choose. Remember the man that came to Jesus who had a demon-possessed son? Or in, in, in uh, more of a modern understanding of uh, uh, medicine, maybe he had some kind of seizures. But uh, he came to the Lord, first came to the disciples. They weren't able to cast out the Spirit. Then Jesus came down from the mountain. He said, uh, if you're able... Can you heal my son? And Jesus said, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. He said, Jesus, if you're able, will you do it? Jesus said, Not up to me. I'm the lobbyist on one side. There's a lobbyist on the other. Circumstance, situations, difficulties, history. That's telling you it's impossible. But I'm on the other side and I've got a word for you today. If you can believe, all things are possible. But you've got to cast the deciding vote. Yes. 
it's up to you to believe or not to believe. Some of you, the devil's been beating up on you, and you need to listen to the word of the Lord today. Because you've let yourself slump into a negative perspective of life and a negative perspective of your future and a negative perspective of your destiny because you've been listening to the wrong voices. You've been listening to the lobbyists from the wrong side. But I'm here as a representative of the kingdom of God to declare to you today that God is a healer, that God is a deliverer, that you don't have to continue to live in despair. You don't have to continue to live in hopelessness. See, I know how it goes. I know how it goes. The preacher gets up and says, we're going to have to raise some money for the church program. And immediately you think in your mind, boy, I hope some people in this church can give because Lord knows my situation's so bad that there's no hope of me being able to give anything significant to the kingdom of God. Problem is you've been listening to the wrong report too long. There ought to be something inside of you that sparks and says, guess what? I believe the report of the Lord. I believe the promises of God. I'm taking a hold of the word of God because you, you, you. Nobody else around you. You get to choose. You get to decide. Am I going to be a believer? Or am I going to be a doubter? Am I going to lean into the promises of God? Or am I going to lean into my questions? Satan says you're going to stay sick. Satan says you're going to remain spiritually weak. Satan declares you're going to stay in poverty. Satan declares you're going to be defeated. But God says you're going to be an overcomer. God says there is victory. God says you're going to be a real winner. God says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Hallelujah. God says I'll send my ministering angels before you to do battle and you can walk into your promised land. God says I got it for you, but you got to trust me. Stop trusting in yourself. Stop listening to negativity. Lean into the promises of God because I got a word for somebody today. You've been listening to the wrong voice. That's why you came in here depressed. That's why you came in here wondering if God was able. God is able. God is able. But you have to believe. In case you need some convincing, the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. Come on, without faith, it's impossible. He that cometh to God must believe that he is. And, oh, you heard this before. You need to hear it again. And he is a rewarder of those that seek him. Come on, somebody. When you diligently seek after the Lord, there is a promise that comes from God that He will. Hallelujah. But He won't unless you believe that He will. you got to come boldly before the throne of grace that says, God, I believe Your Word. I take You at Your Word. It doesn't make sense based on my circumstances. It doesn't make sense based on my surroundings. But I'm tired of listening to that voice. I believe the Word of the Lord. His report said I am healed. His report said I'm filled. His report said I'm free. His report says victory. Well, come on somebody, why don't we praise Him right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, God's got enough grasshoppers. He's looking for some mighty men of valor. Grasshopper. What are you talking about? Joshua and Caleb. Come back and said, it's a good land. We'd be well able to take it. The ten other spies said, the giants are there. It's a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. 
we'd be not able to take. Amen. So the question is, whose report are you going to believe? Sad thing is they believe the report of the ten negative. Oh, yeah, we're grasshoppers. The giants are so big they make us feel like grasshoppers. We're grasshoppers in their sight. Amen. God doesn't need any grasshoppers. He needs some people of faith that say, I believe and I'm going to step out and I'm going to operate in faith. You're at a crossroads, some of you, right now. While I'm preaching this word, you're at a crossroads. Some of you have been traveling the road of doubt and unbelief and fear and intimidation so long that I introduced to you a fork in the road that you can take a change of direction, but you're so comfortable traveling down that pathway, traveling down that road of fear and unbelief and expecting negative things and saying, we're just going to bear up under them. But I'm telling you, there is a promise in the word of God. that if you'll lift up your head and say, Lord, I believe. God knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. God is able. God is able. Come on, somebody. God is able. I'm a representative, hallelujah, from the real force, the Lord God Almighty. And He has promises in His Word for you. To believe or not to believe, that's the question. Is there anybody that believes for a miracle of healing that God can touch your body? Anybody that can believe for a financial miracle, for a financial turn around. I'm tired of walking this way. I'm tired of being shoved by circumstances this direction. God, it's time for a turn around in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes it's harder to believe. Here's the problem. The evidence has stacked up against you that this is the only plausible end to your situation. The evidence has been stacked line by line. You wake up every day. You look at the bills. You get the report from the doctor. You feel it in your body. And the devil establishes or the enemy establishes his case for doubt and unbelief every minute of every day. You can even come into the house of the Lord. And guess what? The devil comes to church like a pig in a parlor. The enemy walks in here with you and will continue to plant those seeds of doubt and unbelief and say, Boy, that preacher's worked up today. I hope sister so-and-so gets it. But in the meantime, I'm going to walk out of here with all my troubles and all my despair and all my hopelessness because I've been living this way for a long time. The enemy stacked it up against you. But I've come to tell you right now that you still are the one that has the power to make the choice. See, what I'm trying to do is I'm... I'm trying to even out the deck in your mind right now because the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. I'm trying to put a tool in your hand and give you the ability and the strength to be able to stand up and say, I believe that what God has promised, he's able also to perform. That's what Abraham said when his wife was beyond childbearing age, when he was a hundred years old and when there was no hope of a promised baby, the Bible says he was strong in faith. Hallelujah. Give glory to God. He didn't waver. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 And the gospel good news message is this. You can live for God. You can be used of God. God has a plan for your life of something great. Not just making money and not just buying cars and paying rent and just having babies. (laughs) Hallelujah. God's got a plan for your life that includes intimidating Satan 
intimidating hell, pushing back darkness, taking the light with you. God has a plan. See, there's people in this house that are going to lay hands and have already laid hands on sick people. And God raises them up. So you can operate in that type of anointing. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, man, but I go by the clubs and the people are clubbing in there and I look inside and they're like, they, they're like going at it and they're, they've been drinking and they're sweating and they're like, woo, how, woo, we having fun now, we having fun now. And I'm like, my Lord, is that all the fun they ever have? And then I watch and I feel God's anointing come over me and I see somebody hurting and broken and God's spirit begins to flow through me. And I'm like, dude, I got something that brings pleasure to me that these people know not of. There is a joy. Hallelujah. Unspeakable joy. Somehow when you get to that place in God, you find your pleasure in him at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's not operating in fear or faith or just struggling to make it, but that's when you stand up and say, I believe the promises of the living God. Come on, if somebody believes, why don't you stand and praise the Lord right now? Hallelujah. 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 See, here, here's, the, here's the issue. Because the way I see myself or the way I perceive my future unfolding is pretty likely that's the way it's going to happen. Because you tend to move yourself towards that sort of life. You become what you believe. So there's some people that wake up expecting to fail. You wake up expecting to be rejected. You wake up expecting to be mocked and laughed at. And you walk in with your head down. You walk in discouraged and you walk in defeated. You go in your workplace where you're supposed to be a witness and you're fearful. You go into uh, 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 the place where you fellowship or the place where you shop. Or maybe you work out and you walk in with your head down because the enemy's convinced you that you're worthless and you don't have anything good to give to anybody. But there's something that God's deposited in you that's going to make a difference in this world. But you've got to learn to walk by faith and prop your head up and say, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God and I refuse to listen to the report of the enemy. I refuse to listen to the report of the enemy. I refuse to listen to the report of the enemy that says because I failed, God can't use me. Come on, I hit you right there, didn't I? Because I messed up, God's going to have to use some. That's a report of the enemy. But the report of the Lord says, get up, get up, get up from where you are because there's an anointing on your life. There's a purpose that God has for you. And God will be there for you. And God will help you, but you're the one that casts the deciding vote. If you focus on the negative elements, I can't do it, I can't have it, I'm not, it's not going to take place, then you are agreeing to defeat. You're conspiring with the enemy. You listening to me? I just Today I got up and I was really mad at the devil. I just want to beat up on him a little bit. I'm not going to conspire with the enemy anymore. I refuse to believe the report of the enemy. God showed up at Gideon's door and says, God is with you, you mighty man of valor. If 
first it took some convincing, but finally when Gideon agreed with God, good things happened. He'd been agreeing with everyone else's assessment of him. He decided, I'm going to agree with God now. And he goes far with 300 men and wipes out armies of thousands. Come on, somebody. Did anything change in him? Yeah, his mind changed. He stopped believing the report of those around him and his fellows. See, when Gideon obeyed the Lord and tore down the altars, all his fellows came and said, let's bring him out, let's stone him. And his dad said, you're not going to stone my boy. He's doing what God told him to do. So everybody around him, making him feel inferior, making him feel like a fool. But he says, I'm not going to listen to their report anymore. I'm listening to the report of the Lord. God's called me. God's commissioned me and anointed and appointed me. And I'm going to operate and walk in faith. Get in agreement with God and you will get him to show up and work supernaturally for you. Quit agreeing with the enemy when the enemy says you're going to stumble into that trap again. You're going to fall into that temptation again. You're going to stumble into that shortcoming and weakness again. Get in agreement with God and God will show up on you for you. Here's the cool thing about focus. Everybody say focus. You know what? You can only focus on one thing at a time. Your eyes are designed that way. I can't focus over here and focus over there at the same time. Anybody notice that before? When I focus in on Brother Sergio, everything here blurs out. When I focus in on Brother and Sister Ben, Brother Sergio gets blurry. Because I can only focus on one thing at a time. And I want to tell you right now, you can either focus on your problems or focus on God. But you're either focusing on one or the other. You say, well, I'm here. I'm in church. I believe God. Is He your focus? That's why I said when we were singing about Jesus, some of you begin to think about Him being the answer to your situation, the source for your problems. You've been focusing on your problems. You can see every detail in clarity. When we start to sing about God, you see Him in your peripheral. He's blurred. But I'm telling you right now, look away from your problems and look at the God who's given you promises. Focus on Him. Do you believe? Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. We're going to wrap things up right now. But I want to talk to somebody who has pondered in your heart the idea of living for God. Being a Christian. Saying, I'm going to sell out for God. I want to be one of those people that are passionate about Jesus. I want to be one of those people. But in the meantime, every time you start to think about that, you think, man... I don't think I could live for God or man I've made these mistakes in my past I've really kind of got some secrets and some skeletons in my closet and uh, I made some errors and blunders and I'm pretty sure God wouldn't want me at this point maybe that's the way you feel or or maybe there's thoughts like well, I can't live for God I've got this weakness or I've got this ha- bad habit that certainly won't fit into the kingdom of God and What it is, is it's the voice of the enemy trying to freeze you into your position. Instead of stepping in to where God wants you to be. Hallelujah. So I'm here telling you today that on the other side, there's a promise of God that says, if you believe, if you'll step out in faith, that God will give you His Spirit and the Holy Spirit will give you power to live above sin, to live victoriously. 
that God will wash away all your sins, that there will be none of that on your record, that He'll make you fresh and new over again. That's the promise of the Lord. The word of the Lord on the one side says, I'll make you a new creature. On the other side, there's a voice of doubt that says, no, you can never change. But it's up to you. You get to choose. Do you believe the word of God? Or do you not believe the word of God today? If you believe, I want you to say, I believe. I believe. As they begin to sing, I'm going to open these altars up because there's some people that need to step out in faith. Because the enemy's had you backed up against the wall. The many enemies had you operating out of fear. And it's time for you to step out in faith. I said it's time for you to step out in faith. I said it's time for you to step out in faith. I said it's time for you to step out in faith. I said it's time for you to step out in faith. I said it's time for you to step out in faith and believe God for the miracles and the promises of heaven. We're going to push these set chairs back. If you've never given your life to the Lord, made that step of faith to ask God to forgive you of your sins, I want to encourage you to do it today. And God will fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Come on, let's go right now. Yes, Jesus. Grace and mercy follow me.
Hallelujah. Here's what we're going to do right now before we leave here. There are some of you in this place that uh, while I was preaching, you began to realize that you had been listening to the wrong voice and the enemy had been convincing you of negativity, whether it was about whether you could live for God or whether it was about whether you could be victorious or whether it was about uh, things are going to get worse or things are going to get better in your life. You've been listening to the wrong voice. But you hear in the right voice, the voice, the word of the Lord today. And after hearing the right voice, you've got all the evidence stacked up. You've got all the negativity and you've heard the word of the Lord. And today you want to cast your vote. If you want to cast your vote in the favor or uh, uh, toward the voice of negativity, then that's your choice. That's your option. Everybody's got the right to do that. But if there's somebody in this place that says, I want to cast my vote. I want to cast the deciding vote in favor of God's purpose, God's destiny, faith, positivity, good expectations, miracles, the supernatural. I want to cast my vote today in that direction. I've heard the voice, but I want to cast my vote. If you want to cast your vote today, you've been in a situation, you've been hearing from both sides. You want to cast your vote with the Lord today. I want you to come right up here to the very front because we're going to pray for you in just a minute. All the members of the church are going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Come on up right up to the front, right up to the front, right up to the front if you want to cast your vote. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah. I believe, I believe, I believe. I believe the report of the Lord. Come on, that's it. These ladies, these brothers are believing the report of the Lord. Come on, that's it. Come on up front. Believe the report of the Lord right now in Jesus' name. That's it, in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Those of you that are behind these, I want you to reach up. There's some coming from back here. I want you to pray with them as well. Because we're going to believe with them right now as they cast their vote in favor of God's presence and God's promises and God's provision in their life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on. That's it. Reach up. Let's pray for these right now in Jesus' name. According to the promises of the Word of God. Hallelujah. We take hold of your promises. And Jesus, we believe right now that what you promised to us, you can perform it. Hallelujah. What you promised, Lord Jesus, you can finish and complete and perform it. Hallelujah. Whose report will you believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. I believe the report that says I'm healed. I believe the report that says it's going to be healed. I believe the report that says I'm going to be filled. I believe the report that says she's going to be saved. I believe the report that says God's going to make it again. God's going to do it over. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God for what He's doing right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's, okay, you got homework, all right? Everybody want your homework assignment? Everybody look at me because I don't want you to say, I didn't hear. I didn't hear, teacher. All right, listen carefully. Here's your homework assignment. Um, it, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I think that the enemy kind of expects us to get a little pumped up when we come to church. He kind of expects us, you know, he's kind of like, okay, I know I'm going to try to bring as many fiery darts as I can to keep them under my thumb. But, you know, in church, you know, there's all the other people. There's the good music, the good singing. They hear the word of the Lord, and they're going to walk out of there encouraged. Uh, but you wait till Monday, and uh, I'll, I'll maybe make sure a phone call comes or a report comes. And, man, I'll get him right back to where I, I wanted him to be or but I, here's your homework assignment. When the fir- that first little hint of negativity comes your direction, when that first little hint of negativity tries to creep up in your heart, I want you to confront it right then. And I want you to say, I vote on the Lord's side. I vote on the Lord's side. I vote on the Lord's side. Because you know what? Circumstances are going to happen. And some people, I believe there's some people think they're the only ones in the world that ever go through trials. And they don't realize everybody goes through trials. Even the guy with the big teeth and the big smile, he goes through trials. Yeah, he goes through trials too. Even the lady thinks like she got it all together. She, she goes, yeah, she goes through trials. Even him, even her, yeah, they go through tough times. They hear negative reports. Come on, somebody. Don't get in a pity party. Think you're the only one that ever has a hard time, ever feels negativity, ever feels discouraged by the enemy. Some people have learned how to give it back to him. And that's your homework assignment this week is when you feel that negativity coming, why don't you take a minute and just praise the Lord till you feel tears flowing. Come on. Some of you know how to shout at church. Some of you need to learn how to shout in your apartment. Some of you know how to speak in tongues at prayer meetings. Some of you need to learn how to speak in tongues in your closet. Come on, somebody. You know how to shout hallelujah in church, but can you shout hallelujah in your car? You know how to shout to the Lord when you feel that little goosebump go up and down your spine. Because everybody's here, the music's just right, and they just said the right thing, and you're like, whoa, hallelujah. You need to learn how to shout hallelujah when the devil puts a negative thing on. Why? Because praise precedes the victory. And praise becomes powerful when you learn how to use it in the face of the enemy. So when that call comes this week, don't hang up the phone and curse. Y'all with me? When that person gets under your skin, don't get mad and have to refrain yourself from giving them a black eye. Shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am victorious. I am victorious. Because if you want this thing to work, you've got to take it out of the building here. If you want this thing to work, you got to take it to work with you. If you want it to work, you got to carry it to school with you. Say, I am victorious. Come on now. I am. I am victorious.
Hallelujah. Amen. You're dismissed in the name of the Lord with one final word. One final word. One final word. Avoid faith robbers this week. Amen. If there's certain people and you hang around them and after you hang around them you feel bad, guess what? Unless they're your spouse or your kids, kind of stay away from them a little bit, all right? If there's anything that you do that after you do it you feel depressed, come on. Some of you get on Facebook and when you get off Facebook you're depressed. Just quit getting on there. Some of you surf the internet at night for an hour and when you get finished you feel worse than when you started. Quit surfing the internet. How about surfing the Word? have the power to recognize those things that make you feel depressed and steal your faith and steal your encouragement. Stay away from it. Unless the thing that makes you feel discouraged is your work. You need to go to work anyway. Amen. Praise God. Avoid faith robbers and be victorious because God's got promises in His Word, but you have to vote for them to get them. In Jesus' name, God bless you.